2: Friday! Yay. Woohoo! We made it.
0: I don't I haven't seen my you I haven't head. seen yeah. you in a month. No, uh I think it was like 2 weeks ago, 3 weeks ago, but uh, it, was it feels like forever. It has been. But it's I never coming. do shows with you. I anymore. know, but that's about to end. I hope so. I when do we
2: go back to every
3: day?
0: Well, I'm uh, on every day next week, and then I'm off for an entire week, and then I have one more three day week, and then I'm back on every okay, day. I don't good. know when so you're starting I, every I day. I don't know either. I got yeah. to look.
3: Next year. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <it's>, I know <laughs> Probably, around football, season right. It can't
0: be that. Hey, training camp starts in less than two weeks. So yeah, where did it start? Right the around the corner go? here. Yeah. Where did it go? It always flies by. You know why? Because you spend the whole summer it, wanting to enjoy the weather and the baseball and the good things. But there's always a part of us that can't wait for football to get. Yeah, you. especially here. Yes,
2: uh, I, I, and I, I, everybody loves football season. Yeah, but everywhere of all the places I've lived, this is the place that starts chewing their nails I mean, at the end crazy. of june yeah, thinking, yeah started, okay well, we're six weeks away right, right seven right, right. weeks while well, we're getting close yeah. uh it's great to be with you guys again you It's too. like the og crew yes today. it is
3: the original so the og <laughs> and there
2: we go I haven't had one of those in months yeah i know you guys ain't got anything to argue about no because what we found out is we're kind of baseball twins yeah yeah like baseball. we really are we, we we are aligned on our uh, yeah. beliefs on so many things particularly with the guardians yeah absolutely yeah um i've missed you guys it's great to be with you again. Uh, a lot to get through today. This is a well-rounded show. We've got Browns, Cavs, Guardians. We do. All three. We're going to hit yeah. nails on all of them. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Zach Mizell at the end of the show, uh, towards the end of the show, to talk all things Guardians. I want to know from him, A, are we trading Bieber? You know, I've, I've talked to some of the folks that I know that follow the sport. They, no one really knows. I, I've, I've heard they're, they're dealing him. Yeah. I've heard they wanted to. But the market is cooled because he hasn't been so great. Right, he hasn't. So I don't know. I, my take is if you're not going to get a haul for him, keep him. Yeah, I mean you might as well trade
0: him in the offseason. if you sure. can't. If, if if somebody makes you a package you can't refuse, then you trade. You're
2: him. in first place. Yeah, I, I know right. that it's 45 it's a bad division, and 45. but you're in first place, yeah, so
0: I'm a, not giving him up on a discount. No way. No, that way. doesn't make any sense. If some if you get team blown wants away, to
2: offer a haul. Yeah, well, we'll I'm do it. But By the way, that,
0: I no. heard a quote from Kim Ng, is I think how you pronounce her last name, the yeah. GM of the Marlins. Yep. And she basically said uh, it's, it could change certainly in the next, what is it, 17 days, I think, till the mm-hmm. trade deadline. She says, like, this is the quietest it's been because think about it. How many teams are completely out of it? Both, both – like the AL Central is really bad. NL Central's a little better, but still pretty competitive. Yeah. You know, the Royals and A's stink, but they don't have much to trade those two teams. They don't. And then the Tigers are bad, but because the Central's so bad, the Tigers are not out of it. The White Sox are not out of it. Yeah, You know, the Cubs are seven games out, but in the NL
2: Central, I don't think that's impossible to get back. You know, what's interesting to me is the Angels. Well, yeah. And the Mets. The Mets are very interesting to me, too. Absolutely. The Angels are sitting on the greatest player we've ever seen. Right. I think all of us would agree with that. I think they should trade him. I think they should, too. But they won't. Well, think of this. Artie Moreno, and this is – they've talked about this during the telecast of the All-Star Game, which I loved, by the way. Yeah. Do you want to be the guy that That, – I I mean, the guy that sold Babe Ruth from the Red Sox to the Yankees. He is the modern-day Babe Ruth. He's better than Babe Ruth.
0: Yeah. I know that
2: might be a hot take to some, but he is.
0: I I know we talked about this yesterday briefly, and I know we got to move on. But I said – we talked about this really quick yesterday. Artie Moreno should go to Shohei and say – we're going to trade you, we're going to get five players, and then I want you back. But, would, but because yeah. we traded you, our team's going to be so much better next year because we just got five players yeah, for it, you. That,
3: okay,
2: that's interesting.
0: And I that's was what like, I would do I was if like, I were and, him. No, that's, if they that's could smart. get that
3: off, That's they would step in. The league would be like, no, we can't do this. No. Like, Well, here's it, the problem with that, though, G. They, I think
2: you're right. They would they would want to say, wait a minute, what, whoa, whoa, was, whoa. This, was this – But if you're Artie Moreno – you may get yourself into a bidding war that you now can't lose.
1: That's yeah, true. You're right. right. And I don't know that he wants to that go down that And that
2: number could go route. up to $600 million. I think it's going to gonna be $750 higher. million. I don't know. I do. Between the Dodgers and the Yankees, they're going to ratchet Three that thing up. Three quarters of a Mariners, year? too. I, I think
0: the Mariners are going to be in the mix, too. Mariners are interested. Yeah. Wow. It's
2: going to be fascinating. Yeah. We'll talk all about that later. Um, we've got some shout-outs. Yes. I understand. Bull's dentist may be
1: on the list of today's (laughs) shout outs. What the hell's
3: going on? My shout out is Butcher. Butcher, the dentist. And the dentist, yeah. I
1: have three shout outs to give two a little silly, one a little more serious. Okay, can't hear Mike, unfortunately. You can't hear me, Bull? No. Try flipping your IFB box. Oh, now I got one. I thought thought about something. Go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me now, Bull?
0: No, keep talking.
1: He cannot hear you. Check, check, check. Okay, I hear you faintly he, now. He's got you. All right. Okay. okay. Turn the volume up on the little knob. Yeah. All right. First shout-out is to Bull's dentist. I had to go to the dentist. I am now on insurance, so I can go to a real dentist. Finally. I texted Bull. I said, Bull, do you have any uh... – I sent the group chat, actually. I said, do you guys have a good dentist recommendation? This is not a joke. Bull sent me to his dentist in Lakewood. I, but what did I text you afterwards as I was leaving the dentist? So it was
0: the, I told you they were the best dentist and my hygienist was the best, and you said it was the best experience you'd ever had at what,
1: Okay, now I, I have a question. Yeah. What the hell makes a great dental
2: experience?
1: So I just went for a teeth cleaning. I had no cavities, just regular right, cleaning. Right, Sometimes the hygienist, you know, if they're not ex- uh, an expert at what they do, they can get your gums, it can be a Ooh. little painful. Okay. This one, Kristen, shout out Kristen, the hygienist, flawless. I don't think she touched my gum once. And my teeth felt phenomenal. Great after it was done. That's the end. And the yeah. Dentist, yeah, because if you go doctors, to the dentist.
0: The food, there have
2: been
1: times
0: phenomenal. in the past
2: where it hurts, right? When they're cleaning your teeth. Yeah, I've never had a bad cleaning no. experience. But I, I have. imagine you yeah. can. Yeah. Imagine you can. Okay. So Kristen, shout out. Dennis, shout out. And I've become out. friends
0: with all these people. Like I'm friendly with my dental hygienist. Right. I'm friends with my trainer. I'm friends with my masseuse. I'm friends with Butcher. my doctor. The butcher I'm friendly with. I wouldn't say <laughs> friends. You don't go to games
3: together, but no. we chit chat at the chat. Bull, you're friendly with everyone. <laughs> I try to be. You know, you really
2: are. Since, you, since
3: you, listen, since you're doing that, let me yeah. shout my guy Amari out. <laughs> <laughs> Amari, where's he? Listen, he is, I, I met him at a gas station, right? This is strange. You G-Bush, where this is going? You're dentist? No. no, no, no. Oh. He's He's, god plays he's my jerk chicken guy. Oh. Oh, 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 okay. This guy pulled up on me in a gas station and <laughs> say, G-Bush. What? I will listen to all your stuff, man. He's uh he, his mother is uh let me get this correct. He is Jamaican. Well, they know he, how to do it. And his mother is Indian. Oh, wow. So you get some more spices. Oh, he's a spice god. He's, de- listen, this is what Columbus was looking for. <laughs> Those spices that he hit a He was looking place. for this cat He at was the gas looking station. for a at the gas station. Yeah. This jerk chicken. Now, now, did he have some fresh prepared no. for you that he, day? No, he went home. He said, I'm a br- I got a let you Was he stalking so. you, or no. did he just randomly come upon you? It could have been a stalk. It could have okay. been, been a gentleman stalk. Well, he has G. Bush on his driver's stalk. license. It was a gentleman stalk. He has I- G. Bush <laughs> on his license <laughs> plate. So it's not hard to find. easy yeah, to find. So he was like, hold on. So he said, I got this chicken. He said, you real. You tell the truth. He said, even when it doesn't benefit you, you tell the truth. He said, I got to have you taste this jerk chicken and tell me if it's, it's what you listen this dude that same so night. did he roll up at your house? So, I, no. He was at the gas station. He went home. He said, I'm going to bring you some jerk chicken. I said, where are you going to bring it? He said, I'm going to bring it tonight. To <laughs> I, your house? To my crib. So he just pulled up. <laughs> He said, "Yo, pull up." I never give my wow. home address to
2: right. people I meet at the gas station. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> it's just a rule That's usually, I just say bet. I, and, <laughs> and guess
3: what? Usually, I wouldn't. And I'm, I'm like, why? I, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I just felt so comfortable. I don't know why. He was a good dude. You could tell. He, you could tell, it was a solid dude. What I knew because he was like, "I gotta go to work. You about to make me late to work?" I said, "What do you do?" He said, like, "Yeah, I'm in HR. I can't make late to work." I said, "Okay, well, cool. You probably won't rob me." Now he goes. He goes. <laughs> probably bring. Is this is still a you, never know. Tip, right? you never know. Right. right. You know who knows. He comes back with the jerk chicken. That night to the crib. That night, and oh, like it was the best. Was this recently? This was like two weeks ago. Does wow. he have a restaurant? He. He said. Like, I'm trying. He said. I wanted you to taste it because I wanted to know if I, I'm th- really thinking about either doing a food truck or I'm going to do like a, a pop-up place where I go to Good different places. Good luck place. to him. What's his name again? Uh, his name is Amari. Good luck and to Amari. Amari's
2: man. jerk chicken,
0: yeah. so look
3: for it at a food Woo. truck near you. He, I I had to order I told him about my, my mom's birthday. I said, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to give you this money. You tell me what the price is. Just come bring it. So he catered. He bought a whole pan of it. For and mom's birthday? My mom's birthday. What did kept, mom say? Oh, listen, my dad, my, my mom, know you chicken. My father and everybody else my brother, uh, they said, it's the best thing I've ever tasted. What? I don't what? understand. I don't understand. I don't understand how it's that good. I don't get it. You wow. might,
0: maybe you need to invest in his business. Uh we do, boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe if it's that good, it's maybe if we need to invest, that good,
3: it is, buy this guy a truck and let's go is, make some cash. It's just like it, it's like I've never really tasted. seasoning. That's all the way to the bone. Like you yeah. get seasoning on the outside, but yeah, it ain't the to the, had it, it that's true. It was, that's good. So I almost, must have marinated. it. Right? Oh, I don't know what the hell he did with it. He must have had right. a, a, a ghost
2: doctor. Well, maybe he'd like to cater a show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: please and please. Uh, bring who it knows?
0: In We could all become investors. Sounds
1: awesome. Uh, I want you to explain the bracelets. I got two more. I'll get the wristbands okay. in one second. Okay. First, uh, I played basketball last night. My boy, Corey, his son, won a Little League championship. I told him I'd give him a shout-out. beat Corey. me. So, let's give a little love to the Lynnhurst Dads Club Major League champions. The Braves, you can take it, Steve. Before they won 12-0 on the go. series. Good, good they 4 okay. and then 12-2 in the next round. And uh, that's Corey and his son, Christian, who nice. won the MVP. AJ, Jason's kid, also hit like a 700-foot piss missile yesterday in their championship yeah, game. Yeah,
2: he's in the oh, – oh, I thought that was the semifinal. The semifinal year. Year. Yeah, yeah, it was the semifinal. Yeah. They're 70. playing the championship tonight, and –
0: in my little league, obviously we didn't make the finals, but I was doing the announcing for the championship game. Oh, that and, had to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid and and we uh, gassing it
2: up like you know, oh yeah, I, and
0: then we announced the, the the winning team. I announced the players. I gave some stats for the That's playoffs. That's great. That's great. So congratulations to the Bearden's team and the minor leagues and the Dairy Queen team and the major leagues at Rocky River Little League. That's a great champions. team
2: sponsor, by the way, Dairy Queen. Yes, oh, da- I mean you get free product after every game. Dairy Queen. We have a great
0: sponsors. We have Rocky River Brewing. We have Dairy Queen. We have Mitchell's. yeah, but
2: you can't go you can't go to Rocky River True. Brewing after the game. Well, Mitchell's
0: though.
2: Mitchell's Mitchell's. is good too. When I was a kid, my my little league sponsor was a freaking barber shop. Like for you. You don't want a free haircut when you're 10. (laughs) You You know, you want Dairy Queen. That's right.
3: Speaking of, I'm going to talk to Bull about next year. Yeah. I may want to sponsor his team and have barbershop jerseys. Ooh. Oh, wow. I would like that. That'd wow. be sick. Crazy. Put a barber pole uh, up uh, on the dugout for uh, games. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's this, right. They, yeah, we, we got to get them the Panda name. Hats. We got to get them the name brand. We don't yeah. do no regular, just Russell Athletic. We don't, shout out to Russell, if you want to sponsor the show, that's cool, we ain't saying nothing, but yeah. we like we like Under Armour and Nike. That know, would be yeah, great. Yeah.
1: And last but not least, this one's on a more serious note. Uh, my friend Alana just finished her fourth round of chemotherapy. She is undergoing, mm. obviously going through some cancer treatments, and this is a picture as we went over last night. We saw Alana. Uh, we're wearing the wristbands today, Team Alana wristbands, and uh, we love you, Alana. We're rooting for you. You're going to kick the shit out of cancer. She looks
2: good there. She looks like she's she a nice, happy smile. Good good prognosis here? Is she going to kick this thing's butt?
1: She's going to kick, yeah. She's going to kick in the ass. She's a good. fighter. Good. And, uh, I just love know you everyone from here at UCSS and in the chat, we are Ruin and praying for you, and you're going to kick the shit out of this. Yes, so, we are. And we I got you. with Team will. Alana. We all got the wristbands yes. out today. and We're gonna representing. I, in I any would, way we can. Yeah. So.
3: yeah, I would be a miss. I just thought of uh, My cousin Maylani just relapsed. She has breast cancer. Oh, no. She's 33, 34 years old. She's from San Antonio. She's excited to have Wimby. So, shout out not to bad, Maylani uh, in San Antonio. Um, get better. All right.
2: That concludes the shout out portion of today's yes. program, which was brought to you by Shout your laundry
1: detergent. If the shout can't get it out, nothing can. Maybe we'll give the shout out. And it's also brought to us by Bird Dogs, which we still haven't got our new stuff yet, but as soon as Bird Dogs come, I promise you'll be wearing them on set. They are awesome. A new sponsor alert, Bird Dogs. If you don't know, check them out. They no joke. This is not an exaggeration. They are the most comfortable pair of shorts I have ever owned. And I cannot wait you to know, get a free pair. When somebody
2: they recommended. I, I actually, uh, when I was on vacation, uh, I asked a guy, I like those shorts what I was. They were bird dogs. I'm not kidding. They're, they're
1: genuinely And awesome he shorts.
2: talked about them like he had stock in the company. So I, I just made a mental note. I've got to get a yeah. pair of those because I've heard their advertisements a time or two, but I, I don't own a pair. But this guy couldn't say enough good things about it. We're going to start with the Browns. Um, Let's do it. Malik Jackson on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network a couple of days ago had some pretty pointed things to say about Miles Garrett's leadership slash lack of leadership that he noticed during his time in cleveland let's roll the clip and we'll talk about it on the other side
5: um yeah i just think you have two first round or two first round picks you know guys that want to come in you know for me being on different teams i was able to understand that when you go to a new team it's this guy's team you know you have to really take a step back and understand who, what the hierarchy is and who what who, who says what goes you know so i think um, that's what needed to be done. I think, you know, Miles was a young player, so, you know, his maybe leadership skills weren't the best at that time. But I think as he's gotten older, he understands what it takes. He's had a lot of guys around him to be able to show him what he needs to do. And I think he needs to take that bull by the horns and just uh, lead more by example as far as in the uh, classroom, you know, because we all know what he can do on the field. But to be able to go to the classroom, command that respect, and tell guys what to do, I think is where he really needs to take that giant. Like in 21, like you're on that defensive line room. You know, you yeah. you, you have Miles Garrett, who's this incredible talent, but – it's hard to make everybody else around you better, right? Yeah, it is. You know, it's one of those things. Some guys just don't have it when they, you know what I mean? Especially when you have, say, a me and, uh, and get your Jadavia and clown You have older guys in the room that can't take that, you know, but the younger guys are going to respect the guys that they want to be like. And so when Miles, you know, he can sit in the front and relax and do his thing, you know, but when guys are looking at him, you know, they want to do that, you know, but then you have an older guy saying, no, you can't do that, do this. You know, I think he just needs to be able to transition and be more of that, like, okay, I'm going to play the game and, and do this and do that, even though I might not want to, but I know, understand these guys are looking at me. I think that's the jump he needs to take. All
2: right, I, let's go mm-hmm. into the translator machine. What was he saying without saying it, or or maybe with saying it? I, I
0: mean, he's saying it. He's saying he's a, he's not a leader. Yeah. It's really that simple. I didn't hear those words, but that's yeah, what I, mean, I heard in my yeah, translator. I mean, and and I, it's, it's not surprising. It's something we've talked about. Now, none of us are in the locker room, so we don't know for sure, but he was. Yeah. And he said he was a young player, but I believe it was the fifth year of Miles he Garrett's career. He wasn't exactly career. a young
1: player. To me, no, a young player it was is the, the year fifth year, year of one his career two. in yeah. 2021. That's yeah. That's not I mean, a young, he wasn't
2: young I mean, he wasn't old, but he no. was certainly wasn't young. He was approaching his prime. I wouldn't describe him as a young I, player. I, my thoughts on
0: leadership, again, I, I didn't play sports at a high level, so the highest I played was high school. So maybe I'm wrong about this. You guys tell me. I think when it comes to leadership, it, it can take time to develop leadership, but you don't all of a sudden become a leader in year seven. I, I don't see that. Like I know I know for a fact that when Eli Manning was a rookie on the Giants, he was not a leader. They had right. veterans there, sure. Tiki Barber and guys like that, right? And it took Eli some time to develop his leadership. That quality was there, but he had to develop it. Miles Garrett, I don't think has ever had that quality, and I don't see like he, Malik Jackson says. Well, you know, it's something he's got to take the next. I just don't think in year again is it year seven for him? Yeah. I don't think in year seven he's all of a sudden going to become a leader. I, no. I just don't see it, and not it's disappointing, but I don't think every great player has to be a leader.
2: That's that's true. you uh, rather. I, day, I agree but, with a lot of what you just said. Well, I'll start with the Eli Manning thing. I thought yeah. Eli's situation; he was smart enough to understand. I'm a rookie quarterback coming right. in with a huge contract and a lot of expectations, legacy expectations. I'm going to lay in the weeds and watch others lead. And when I feel that this is more my team, right. I'll step forward. I thought the way he navigated that was the way a player should. Yes. The guys that come in rookie season, big-chested, screaming, yelling, trying to own the team, they're doing themselves a disservice, at least what I've seen in my history. Miles, leaders are born. Leaders I agree. are born. Period. End of it. Yeah. They're not, they, they don't wake up in season seven and say, you know what, I'm going to be a leader today." Right. Right, Now. It's either baked into your DNA or it's not. That's right. And it plain and simply is not part of Miles Garrett's makeup. Yeah, I agree. And does it suck? Yeah. You want your best player to be your leader. Ray Lewis, Tom Brady. You want those guys, uh, Drew Brees was right. another one. Yeah. You want those guys to be the vocal leader because their play is already speaking volumes for what they want to, want everybody else to do. Yeah. The troubling thing for me, and I want you guys to add it to, to what your thoughts are on this, my takeaway from that was that Miles Garrett doesn't take the classroom side of it seriously. And that, to me, can be a huge issue, and here's why. I've heard all the greats on both sides of the ball say that God-given ability and desire will get you so far. It's the guys that have the God-given ability, the desire, and then the work ethic, like a Peyton Manning, to study harder than everybody else in the game to go to the elite great level. And I have watched Miles Garrett, and as good as he has been, This is going to sound like a diss. As good as he has been, there's still something missing for me. I know he can be better. I know he can be elite. He can be one of the best that's ever played that position. But after hearing Malik, to me, my takeaway is, if he doesn't have that classroom element, that study element, two things happen. One, it keeps him from being elite. Two... Your best player is now setting the tone for the other fifty-two guys on how they yeah. can act, especially
3: in, the classroom. in that defensive especially line, especially on the defensive line. Yeah, group. yeah. I so did, that's troubling to me. Yes, yeah. I did a little digging around and see Malik Jackson. He's not going. He's not going to come out and say it, but I did a little bit of asking, and, and what he's alluding to in the classroom is falling asleep in class, falling asleep in meetings. That's what that's okay. That's
2: unacceptable G.
3: So am I wrong when you? Well, here's the thing. I heard Jimmy Johnson say this one time. (laughs) He said if if I if if, uh, Michael Irvin falls asleep in the class, I'm going to tap that rookie and tell him, could you wake Michael Irvin up if it happens to be somebody else? It happens to be the rookie. I'm going to tell Michael Irvin to tell him to get out of the class. and He's going to get cut. The reality is. Everybody on the football team, you know, we, we listen to the stories. It's it's a different pecking order. And what Malik Jackson said, basically, if you read between the lines, was, look, when you come in, Jadavion Clowney and me, we different. We veterans. We, You know, it is what it is. We're not going to look up to him because we veterans. But some of the younger guys may look up and say, look at Miles Garrett. He's, he's snoozing over there. Yeah. Or he's not paying attention or whatever the case may be. And he's still getting 18, 16, 17, 18 sacks. They think, well, okay, well, maybe I can get them sacks, and they tell them, nah, bro, you're not that good. See, like, there, there's a level to it, right? Like, there's levels. I look at leadership a little differently, right? You need, you do need leaders, but as I watch and as I look, um, McNuggets talked about a show, um, the, the quarterback show on uh, yeah, Netflix. On Netflix, tremendous. Yeah. To me, I believe there's only one guy that is, is truly the leader, and that's the quarterback. After why you know I thought Wait, other, ever, no 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 not ever. I'm saying it's t- t- in today's football.
2: Well, I mean Ray Lewis wasn't that long but,
3: ago. But but Ray Lewis is a. I mean I look at them. I look at th- those guys. Mike Singletary used to be the middle linebackers, right? right? It's yeah. a different
2: era. Of it's football. a different. I, with, I understand, I understand you, that I'm it's a different you. era, but I, I, I'll just say this. I don't think that much has changed from the day Ray Lewis left the game.
3: Well, well, well here's the thing. They've diminished that. They've Like, we talk about line, linebackers with a voice of the defense, the captains. They've diminished what they are is in importance on the field. So, you might not even be a linebacker that's playing three downs, right? The singletaries of the world, the Patrick Willis. What I mean by quarterbacks is the quarterback is the guy who everybody is like, yeah, we'll follow that guy. If it's third and six and they need to play, the yeah. quarterback I, affects the game. I, I think I agree with most of what he, what
0: G says. I do think there, I, I think, yes, the quarterback is the ultimate leader of the team in most cases. Should yes. Be. But... I do think the defense has to have a leader for their group as yeah, well. Yeah, right. I think when you're, when you're in the locker room after the game or yeah. going into a game and you're breaking it down as a whole team, yes, in most cases, it's the quarterback leading the way. But when the defense goes on the field they and, you're, quarterback. and you're up by three points, with a minute left, there's got to be a guy leading that defense saying, We got to stop this effing team right now. Right, yeah. You know, there has to be. It can't be the quarterback on the going to tell half them that. The yeah, so,
2: G. Bush, yeah, to your point, like globally as a team, the quarterback is kind of the de facto leader and the guy that everybody's looking to and the guy the media wants to hear from. Mm-hmm. But defense is on the field for half the game. Yes, they are. And and, and I need a defensive leader. Yeah. I, and, I need a Ray Lewis. I need a Mike Singletary. You, you need and I the Browns, need a guy that's going to do that.
0: To this point, go, you know, there's new guys now. We'll see. But I think that's been one of the biggest issues with the defense
3: is their best players on defense are not those type of guys. You're right. Yeah, Yeah, there's so I look at it, too, like from a standpoint of are you a leader? Can you make up leadership qualities? Can you just like I think about it in terms and the way I started thinking about it differently was this. Like when I saw the last dance and I saw Michael (laughs) when I saw Michael Jordan and and you talk about the guys that are the top of the food chain, right? The, the, The greatest to ever do it. Those players obviously were the leaders. But they did things that were like crazy to me. Like, okay, Michael Jordan says he tells uh, if if Jordan today goes and tells Dennis Rodman, go to go to Vegas for two weeks during the season, that would be looked at as crazy. I know it, that is a different. That time. Is, <laughs> well,
2: there was a whole book though written right. about Jordan rules. The, the right, rules, right? And and, right. And, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up because I hadn't thought about it that way. But you're right. If there was one exception to the the star being the leader, not just on the court or field, but in the locker room and with an example, it's Michael Jordan. I I I I believe that. I haven't seen another renegade leader like like Mike. He
3: was either. Yeah. Or you look at but was Mike falling asleep in meetings? I mean, right, I mean, I but don't know heard stories. Yeah. Him. But if Michael Jordan, like, think about it. What is more? What is more egregious? Selling that's that. He what, showed up hungover. Yeah. He showed up gambling all night. Like. So it would be like, say, for instance, it would be Miles Garrett, and he takes, uh, just say somebody like uh, David Njoku. He says, hey, David, I mean, we're going to go to Vegas for about a week. We'll fly back and forth. We ain't even going to be in the city, though. Right. But but we'll, we'll meet him at the game. People would go. They would be but like, "You know are, what? Are you
0: serious?" You can only get away with that stuff when you win. Like sure. Tom Brady can yeah. do whatever the hell he wants because he won.
3: Sure. Same thing with Jordan. Miles Garrett hasn't won anything. <laughs> that's so. That's, so that's the, it. That's the caveat. Right. So the caveat is this: when you win. That that gives you a blanket to go watch. Right. Remember when everybody got worked up when Odell and the,
0: and the Giants players were on the boat? Mm-hmm. And then oh, they yeah. lost the playoff game yep. for the Packers, yeah. I think. Yep. Yep. If they, if they, they the had game. won, nobody would have said anything. No. Nobody would have cared. But the bottom line is we could talk about whatever we want with Miles Garrett. There's no denying that him falling asleep in meetings is unacceptable and the re the he he could be even better he could have even more impact as good as he is and we all know he's one of the best defensive linemen in the league he should be the absolute best unquestioned
2: and he's not and we because haven't even that. brought up the car accident last year which hurt his team yeah absolutely that hurt his team and it right. was through his own recklessness yes that caused that I think in large part I don't want to say he's been given a pass because we were critical over that yeah and I think some of the media was critical about that I think, to me, the takeaway is this, and we'll transition to our next question in this topic because this is where I think the rubber meets the road. Mikey astutely put the question down here, can the Browns reach their full potential, whatever that is? Yeah. If I mean, obviously, the goal every year is the Super Bowl, but whatever their full potential is, can they ever get there without Miles Garrett being a full-fledged leader? I think they can, but somebody else has to
0: become that leader on the defense. I... I don't think they can reach their full potential without having a strong leader on defense. Right. I don't think it has to be Miles Garrett. I don't. But it has
2: to be somebody and right now I'm not sure who that is. It could yeah, be I a, think it does have to be Miles Garrett. Okay. Cuz I don't know who else it's going to be. I don't know. I, yeah.
3: I, I could I, They don't
2: have another player on this defensive roster that is going to be considered an all-time elite at their position.
3: Sometimes sometimes the, sometimes the reality is Leadership is leadership is something that either you have leadership is something you have to cultivate leadership is always something you have to Continue to mold and shape and and that happens as the maturity the maturity process happens in the player When you get a player that's younger it's very difficult to me one of the best one of the best leaders I've ever seen in my life um, was Tim Tebow and Tim Tebow was such a good leader that he had the opposite effect people used to think he was phony Church. People used to say you can't be that you can't be that good of a person. Right? They would look for something, but no. Tim Tebow was about that in every single way, shape, or form. There, it's very rare to find people like that. And generally speaking, it's harder to find leaders who are very good, because when you're very good and you're very talented, you it comes easy to you. Like, so what's the what's the downfall? If, if I'm not a leader, uh, what's the downfall? I still produce. So it's hard for me, people to kind of go at you a little bit because you're going to say, well, if I'm not being a good leader, I'm still first team all pro and I'm the best defense. But man.
2: leaders, G, you know this, set examples. Yeah. And the term leader, if you break down what it means, it means you're asking others to follow in your path. Right. Mm-hmm. So for the other 52 guys on this roster who aren't, among the all-time greats at their position, if they look to him and do as he does, they're never going to reach their full potential. 52 guys. Yeah, they go you have a Malik Jackson looking at Miles Garrett going, damn, he's falling asleep in the meeting room. I guess I can do that and still be my, the best Malik Jackson I can be. What, what? For those guys to be good or great, they've got to put it all in. I, I think he could – I think it's okay.
0: I think it's possible he could set a better example without necessarily being the leader. And I, like, if you look at some other teams, we don't know who, like, I was just thinking about the Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has been pretty good the last year. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who the leader is. Right. Because they don't have one Miles Garrett, they have, like, six or seven really good players. I'm not sure who the leader is. It might be Logan Wilson. Well, maybe it, it's might the be DJ it might be defensive coordinator. Right, but it, like I don't. I, I, if, even if you ask me who's the Bengals' best defensive player, I'm not sure who I would say yeah. with 100 percent certainty. Or I, I, so yeah. I don't know that that guy has to be the leader. But for, I, I do think Miles Garrett has to clean up this nonsense about not paying attention or falling asleep in the locker room, I, in the meeting rooms. That's 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 ridiculous. I
3: try to, I try to bring a little context to it. So to, yeah. to, to most. Yeah the best defensive player of all time is Lawrence Taylor.
2: I I, I would say that for, for me,
3: he is yeah, he oh, or Reggie white. And, and when, yeah, and when Leroy, L- Leroy tells the story. Yeah. He is hanging out with Leroy. Leroy yeah. hanging out with. Doing, doing drugs. And he said, no, Neil Leroy wasn't doing drugs. Now he said he went golfing. Not Leroy. <laughs> Not, I was, a, was saying Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence yeah.
2: Taylor said he didn't remember being drafted by the Giants because he had 41
3: beers. For, like, like <laughs> Leroy. Think about pouring 41 beers into your oh body. My God. Leroy tells this story about Bill Belichick. He says, or, or Bill Parcells. He says, uh, look, uh, I gotta go somewhere. He's like, you wanna go play some golf next week? Leroy's like, what you mean, play golf? Like, we in the middle of camp. He said, don't worry about it. I got you. They get up. They go play all these holes of golf, and then come back, and Bill Parcells taps Leroy and said, how was the doctor's visit? Yeah. Leroy goes, oh, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor then gave him the doctor's note. He done gave him the slip. And guess what? Lawrence Taylor probably went out the next week and did what Lawrence Taylor does, which was rec game Well, plans. you know what, though,
2: yeah. G? I think... By our own definition here, we all agree, Lawrence was the best to ever play that side of the football. Put the jersey on. And he had everything that he needed. He had natural instinct, unbelievable God-given ability, desire, and a motor that never turned off.
0: He had that killer instinct. He did, the killer instinct. That the great pass rushers have. And I just don't know if Miles has that, which is crazy because, like, statistically, if you just look at sacks, his numbers are like are ridiculous I, through the
3: roof. I did it here's So here's the thing: I did a deep dive into Miles Garrett. I did a video last week, and I just yeah. I went in and just to look at his all twenty-two right, and I just looked at his pass rush ability, and it, like from t- a technical and physical like standpoint, he there's no, there's no one as good as him because it's just the fact that he's right that powerful and that fat. The what he's doing to these tackles that are great tackles is by by far a, a travesty. He's destroying them. However, if you just would do this, he I looked at it, he has 16, 17 sacks, right? So that's about say he gets 18 sacks a year. If he would just give me 12 to 14 tackles for loss in the backfield in the run game. Yeah. That puts him at 30 Negative plays during the season, yeah. Instead of the
2: one and a half, almost two a
3: game. That's two. That's two impactful negative plays, and those are the plays where I feel like that's where he could become. People will say, "Oh, it's just not the sacks," like Aaron Donald. Yes, he's he's making. And and quite honestly, T.J. Watt. You know, we've talked
2: about T.J. before, but when I watch the Steelers play, T.J. jumps off the screen. Whether it's a pass play or a run play, more consistently, he is a disruptive force on every play. Where, you know, and what do I know? Because the PFF grade tells me I'm completely wrong. But there are times that I watch the Browns games and I, I have to look and see if 95's in the game.
0: Well, this year is going to be the most telling season because TJ Watt has had better talent around him than Miles Garrett. He has. has. That's right. And a fact. this year, even though I still say we don't know who the second defensive tackle is, it's still a question mark. Right. However, there's no denying that there's better talent around him than we've ever seen in hmm. Cleveland on that defensive no doubt. line. They have three good players that they've brought this in. This is the
3: year that he's, he's got to win defensive MVP. Of the year. Yeah. Do, no, do, no. No doubt. This is crazy. I mean, just give me that stat, and I got one more thing after you've done, which uh, right, so I think the, you guys will love.
1: Sometimes PFF, I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but sometimes they're in line. I know they watch the show. They actually just dropped an article in the last four minutes on the 2022 pass rushing grades in certain situations, and I just want to read these real quick because it highlights just how special Miles Garrett is without any of the extra stuff. Overall pass rush grade is 935 half. First in the NFL. On third and fourth downs, his 92.4 pass rush grade, first in the NFL. Cincinnati's Trey Hendrickson, second in those situations, wow. Bill. Uh, on no blitzes, so when you only rush four, right. 93.3 PFF grade, first in the NFL. And by the on way, stunts, with this team last year, that was most of the time. All yes, on yeah. stunts. So when they did something up front when Joe Woods decided to mix it up, he had a 91.8 pass rush grade, also first in the NFL. Essentially, everything you could ask for, he's near the top, except fourth quarter PFF pass rush grades, he's 17th. Wow.
2: That's phenomenal.
0: And
1: we, that came out in the last three minutes. 17th, PFF
0: though, just dropped it. in fourth quarter PFF rush, pass that's, rush grades.
2: That's, I gotta say, I'm sh- kind of shocked yeah. by that. Uh, no, I, that's uh, terrible. Uh, I mean, I, not terrible,
3: but. I mean, he's well, number one on everything else. Well, well you, you go back and you say... Is that a conditioning thing? I, I think it's...
1: No, a lot of teams ran the ball. I think it's kind of... It's, I think that might be a little... What is his either.
3: PFF rush D grade? 68.5. 68, 68 5. last year. Now that's bad. 68.5 is not good. That's why no. I talk... I don't... You, you notice, I don't talk about the pass rush stuff. You, he's... He's, he's not paralleled I, in that. I, no, talk about I know, the runs, and that's though. why I almost feel dirty when we, when, we <laughs> yeah. get, when we get critical of
2: Miles. I i truly do feel bad about that because he's so freaking awesome. He's so incredibly I know. good. But our expectations are him to be but the best a, ever, basically. And that's basically. why I said before, yeah, I just feel unfair. like there's something missing. Like, I'm watching him, and guys, I don't think it's beyond the pale to say he could be a Lawrence Taylor impact right. type player. Yeah. He could be Aaron Donald. I, I I know that the numbers will tell you that it's Miles Garrett. I just, my eyeball test. Yeah. Give
0: me Aaron Donald. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like for the last few years, you keep expecting to 10, 20 years from now to say it was Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Ray Lewis, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, like in that same group. And to me, he's not with the rest of those
3: guys yet. Uh, uh, I, I, think, I don't think it's too late, though. I, I think you, when you. No, it's not. When you look at the totality of it, when you look at those grades, and you you mix it up, and you say. You add the fact that he is double teamed by far more than anybody. You add the fact that right. he doesn't have any other defensive tackles. He he was playing with USFL. No. Guys. Well, wasn't
2: that because he was double teamed by far more than anybody? But that was just because there was nobody else to block yeah, yeah. on the Browns.
3: I mean, he's consistently right. Well, well, well I that's mean, part of it. Part yeah, of sure. It. Like David Clowney was, but supposed that's factored to be a in. But to the PFF these right? other yes.
2: teams that have great defensive ends had somebody else that was a threat, then. That explains why they weren't double-teamed as much it, as Miles. It, it, but they're looking at the sure. Browns defensive front saying, we just got to stop Miles. If, yeah. if it's me, I don't care who
3: they got
0: on the and side. And it's going to be much – I'm still double teamed. He won't right, get right. – But he won't get double-teamed as much this I year. Don't I don't
2: think he will he's either. He's
3: still going to get double-teamed a lot, Probably but not the most as in the much. league. But yeah. I don't
2: think it'll be to the point where it was
3: last year. I, I've been working – I got a three-part series. I've been working on this Jim Schwartz thing. Like, I think there's a lot of different – you know, different, you know, you know, conversations about what Jim Schwartz defense is and what Jim Schwartz defense isn't. Now, if you go back and look at it, Jim Schwartz is a, is a team. When he was actually with the, I want to say with the uh, the Titans, they blitzed only 8% of the time. He's not going to be blitzing. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. I, I can confirm those Wait, numbers. Was that last year Jim,
1: Jim Schwartz, not a heavy blitzer. He wants to get pressure no. with four. So he's not gonna blitz, right?
3: How, however, I will say this, and I've been—this is fascinating to me. When I was starting to look at, okay, well, how? Because I think Miles Garrett can have a record-breaking year this year. I think he can break. Uh, I think he literally breaks the sack record. And, and Jim Schwartz says something, and when I put it put it out, I put it in a video in greater detail. But Jim Schwartz did something I had never heard before. Traditionally, everybody has a, a gap assignment. Tr- traditionally, everyone has a rush lane where you got to keep contained. Jim Schwartz actually only contains the field to one side, which is mind-blowing to me. Like, so, so when defensive ends line up, the first thing they usually generally teach you is the fact that you have contained so the quarterback does not get outside of you. He said I threw that away years ago. He said I only contain the one side of the field. The reason I only contain the one side of the field is we've already charted where the quarterback is comfortable at. We actually he's like some people we actually don't like blitzing and we don't want to rush the quarterback because all they'll do is throw hot. I actually want to put them in coverage and rush with my four. So at least we have time to get a sack, right? He said because I could bring somebody and, and all he's going to do is throw hot. So I would like to give them time to develop with my front four. And he said, my right defensive end, my best defensive end. I want to give him the ability to have what we call a two-way go. I want him to be able to go inside, outside, up the field, down the field, whatever he wants to do. And he does not have the, the, with, the with the intent of keeping contained. No,
2: so he has no
3: chain, no contained. He has because because he, if he comes inside, as you know. Uh huh. That side's wide open. So then this is crazy. So you're
2: saying, okay, play into his weakness. He
3: said, all right, well, down to the quarterback. Now that the quarterback is rolling to that way, he says, I've already charted which way they roll, and which consistent way. And
2: most right-handed throwers can't, can't roll, roll that th- way. Don't roll
3: and throw that way. Right. He said if he only completed 20% of his passes rolling right as a right-handed quarterback. Then let him go. Why do I need to right, that? Let him go. So that, okay. There's
0: probably some quarterbacks that don't fit that bill. Yes. And but that, many of Baker them do. Baker was
3: actually a guy
2: who could roll left and throw right. It, it, it's not an easy throw to make. No, no
3: and, and, by- and he said, well, and, and he to just basically said, what we used to do is we used to bait guys because we used to give, That's them, interesting. That, we used to give them that whole side of the field. And now the quarterback, if he's, he's like, oh, I got room out here. Now I'm going to
2: roll and throw. It, it's almost like in basketball when a guy has no, no left hand. hand. Yeah, right, right. Give him that. Yeah. But whatever, he's not going
0: to hurt you right there. By, by the way, in this same vein, I don't know, if you, did you see this? Have you watched this quarterback show yet? I haven't. I, it's on my You're list. You're going to love it. Have you seen the second episode yet? Yes, I have not. Okay. So the stuff about they huh? they were interviewing pa- uh, pa- uh, Peyton, Patrick Mahomes uh, trainer, trainer. And he was talking about working out his spine and his neck like who would think spine and maybe So neck he can but, twist and throw. He says the reason Patrick Mahomes is so crazy where he'll like he'll be facing this way and throw it this way more than any other quarterback is because of his spine and neck flexibility unbelievable and like who would, I wouldn't even think of that but thing. it is next level stuff. and, and that's why he keeps... can do things that you're like how can he do that right well because he can he can be looking this way and see that way in his peripheral vision better than most people and make the throw yes and, and, and remember to... Patrick Mahomes was a big baseball player his dad played sure. baseball yeah. and he, he didn't even play quarterback i didn't know this till his junior year in high school yeah. wow. and so he has that like baseball mentality of some of these crazy wild throws it's i don't crazy. know it's amazing it,
2: it is something fascinating that i've never really thought about but he is the guy if you were to say okay how do you explain patrick mahomes he's the guy that will make a throw from any foot position that yeah. he has right he can be completely facing left and go this way right And do it with incredible accuracy, like he's
3: practiced And they tell you that was the cardinal sin. You could never Never throw throw across your body. Never, yeah. Square your shoulders. He could do whatever he wants. Everybody was square (laughs) your your
2: shoulders. Where's your target? Your shoulders should indicate it. With him, he's an anomaly.
3: He said, like, somebody was telling me, like, you can tell he plays baseball because it's like usually in baseball you have to throw from different you know different Engage. platforms yeah, and right, right. to get it. And you say you know we always say if your quarter if your lead foot isn't where it's going your shoulder and your arms are out of mechanics the ball is going to sail on you or, or you're going to be inaccurate.
2: No, not with him. Not with him. He if you guys it. noticed his influence, I'm starting to see. I saw Burrow do it a couple times last year. I'm seeing more and more quarterbacks that are able to make those throws, those Mahomes throws. Yeah. And I think that's his influence oh, on the no game. Oh, no doubt. They're looking at it. Yeah. They're working on it. The neck and spine flexibility right. tip. Definitely. Everybody's going to put that on yep. their
0: rotation of things. To and do. the other good quarterbacks, you'll see them start doing more and more of it probably. Sure. Yeah, and, why not? And, but nobody's as good as him. Hey, you He's know, the it's the first. just it's, ridiculous. It's so,
3: it's so crazy because guys like Jim Schwartz literally say, yeah, well, we don't want him to throw the ball quick. We don't want because if he throws it quick, that's a touchdown today right yeah. now. Yeah. We want him to give us a couple of those. Yeah, can we get a few? Of those. I get the
2: feeling I haven't read as much as you have because but I, what I've learned about Schwartz most Most of it's been from you on this show. I think your knowledge of his background and his ideology has been fantastic. To me, it seems like he's playing chess while a lot of the other guys are yep. still playing checkers. Yes. yes and baiting is. a guy to go to his weakness, yeah. that's something that's that a lot of really coordinators smart. don't do, but it's brilliant. It if is, It really it. is smart. It is. If he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I can't wait to. I think he – so at the end of the year, <laughs> when we sit here after week 17, yeah. we're going to ask the question, which person, not player, which person in the Browns organization had the most positive impact on the preceding season. Yeah. I think it's going to be Oh, him. he'll be
0: certainly in the conversation. I, I think, it's I hope very so. likely.
2: I hope so. And that that graphic that you had up Mike, it was up for just a little bit. If we could go back to that, the one that showed Schwartz's inherited defense. Right. And then their performance after he was there for year one. Now, yeah, I know three Detroit, of the four were significantly yeah, Detroit didn't budge, but if you remember that Detroit team he inherited was all-time bad. Right, 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 They had nothing on that side of the ball, but look what he's done in the other places. He is significantly improved their defense. And yep. if that happens here, I think you're looking at a playoff season at worst, Well, that, a potential
0: playoff. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're significantly improved on defense and Watson plays like we think he's, we know he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Sky's no the excuse limit. for them not to make the the playoffs. Limit. Yeah.
1: Um, you want to go to running backs? It is time to talk a little bit about running backs. This is not yeah. necessarily a Browns topic, more of an overall NFL mm. theoretical topic, but Essentially, guys, there are two star running backs, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, who have till Monday to sign their franchise tag tender. Both have said they are not happy with signing the franchise tag and will allegedly hold out if there's not a long-term contract extension signed. Dalvin Cook is still a free agent. So, in a world So is football, Ezekiel Elliott. Just, so is
0: Kareem Hunt.
2: And all three of those guys are 27. And the yes. bang,
0: I, I guarantee you the Bengals are saying to Joe Mixon right now, this is happening. Hey, you got to take a pay cut and we're going to cut you too. And... And what job are you going to get?
2: Yeah, it's it's astonishing yeah. how the running back, which was already devalued, right. how it's even more devalued now. 100%. Because Dalvin – you know, Zeke Elliott and Kareem Hunt look like they've declined. Dalvin yeah. Cook was still great last year. Tremendous. And yeah. the fact that he is available right. says one of two things. He doesn't want to sign. He doesn't want to be in camp. Or there's just no market for him, which I can't imagine. No, yeah, I can't I imagine mean, there's no market for a doesn't... player like him.
1: Go ahead Mike. So what I, I guess my question is yeah. in today's version of the NFL, fair or not, would you ever give a long-term contract to a running back?
0: I would not. I would not either. But no. what do
1: you mean by long-term? More than a 2-year deal. Yeah, I don't th- I don't see the need for it.
0: No, I I understand why the players are frustrated. Like Saquon Barkley's was like, "When I've been healthy, I've been fantastic." Josh Jacobs was the maybe the best running back in the league last year. First team all pro. Right. Dalvin Cook, you know, I mean, yeah, we didn't mention Leonard Fournette, although he's really in decline. He's but,
2: 28, yeah. I believe. But boy,
0: he but I don't want to spend a lot of first of all, it's very clear that having an elite running back and winning, there's no connection there.
2: Well, we're proof of that.
0: I mean, right. Exactly. We're I proof. mean, look at the teams that have been the final four in the playoffs. Most in recent years, most of those teams have had. Average, maybe above average, but even below average backs.
2: It's a bad time to have your best player be a running back. Yeah, and that's, the, that's you can't spend a lot of money of at that position. Brown.
3: So let me actually y'all yeah. me, this question. Do you believe right now? There's 32 teams, right? Yeah. Do you believe that at one point in time, every 30, every one of the 32 teams are going to have a good quarterback? No. Okay, no, right. So every one of them got 30. If you one of the teams, maybe five or six that don't.
0: Yeah, there's
3: more than that. You you still need running backs because if you because so. So think about it. I'm going to try to think about this too. say, for instance, we get to a top 15 where those guys in the 15 are so good. There are no distinctive differences between them, Mm -hmm. right? So it's it's a coin flip when you play, right?
2: Sure.
3: So if it's a coin flip because these guys are so good. What if you need need a piece to put you over the top or a guy that you can say, okay, well, this is the difference between us and them. Because when we get the ball and we got a quarterback, you're not going to win. But you don't have a guy that can run the clock out like we got. Yeah, We don't got a guy that can put the game they're in. They're
2: commodities, but, but they're not the commodities.
0: Think about the best backs in the league, all right? Christian McCaffrey, now he's on the Niners. Now we'll see. Right. It depends on their quarterback situation. He has not won anything. Nope. No. Nick Chubb has won one playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Henry's won what? One playoff game, maybe two. I don't. You know, I, they haven't I, done anything. I could argue those teams ain't got quarterbacks. Okay, that's fair. Okay, true. Okay, so who's the team that has a great quarterback and a great running back? Because teams with quarterback. we great I mean, for, it, for a while. We thought it was Dallas. Um, right. Teams with great quarterbacks Z- Z- are and like Dak
2: have won
3: nothing um, because
0: teams with great quarterbacks have to spend so much money in their quarterback and they want to keep the
3: best wide receivers right like, i thought i thought i thought i thought uh i thought the packers had a good devonte uh adams Yeah, they had, they had uh you know aaron rodgers an yeah, and that's, then they but, but then they had Dylan and aaron jones but
0: neither one of those guys is nick Chubb. Elite. they're in that next group they're very good backs
1: but they're not elite i, mean, I would, would say, you say the chargers and drew Brees. justin herbert you know Austin Eckler.
2: What, what's difficult about this question yeah. is well, they have a one. It's hard to have an elite both because if you have an elite quarterback, you're likely throwing the ball more,
3: mm-hmm. and if yeah. you
2: have an elite running back, you're likely throwing the ball less. So right. it's really tough for one offense to have an elite running back yeah. and an elite unless quarterback. it's a guy
0: that catches like Austin Eckler. Is a great running back, especially yes. catching passes, right? And, and so he's now, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a
2: team that's had that in the past. Pe- well, a lot yeah. of teams have had that in the yeah, past. Yeah, sure. But I, I go back to the greatest show on turf. Yeah. And when the Rams yeah, of were at their best, and right. when they were blowing teams out and scoring 45 a game, they had Warner, obviously, who what, didn't have the pedigree of a great quarterback. Right. But he certainly became a great quarterback. Right. And they had Marshall Falk, who was right. definitely an elite back. So, and a
0: big-time pass catcher. They had two right. of them. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying he was a elite oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in addition he to, did the guy, everything. He ran to Holt it, and Bruce he and blocked. Right, and he, he was great. And he caught it. But so. here's the thing now, and what I look at running backs is offenses or defenses are so geared to stop the passing game. Yeah. Like that's all they're focused on. That Minnesota said, Yeah, you know what, Dalvin Cook's a great back. But I got this kid, Alexander Madison. Maybe he's not quite as good as Cook, but he's close enough. And they're worried about Justin Jefferson and our passing game. Alex Madison making a third of what Dalvin Cook is making. Probably less is, than that. Right. Is going to be almost
2: as good. So we might as well do that. Yeah, so it's dollar cost averaging. Yeah. If you can get 100 yards a game from a back, but you have to pay him $8 million a season. Or, or more. Dalvin
0: get, Cook was getting more than it that. It would be yeah. even more than that yeah. now.
2: But if you could get 80 yards a game or 65 yards a game, yeah. and you're paying the guy... In the uh, hundred thousand a game range, yes, it's a, it is a no brainer. Plus,
0: I, the analytics are telling you that it, you're better off in most cases using two backs. Right. So why am I going to pay a ton for this one guy when I could have two good guys instead of one the great guy? One. And would, they'll, they'll still pay them. The, less. Yeah, right.
3: I would look at the only, I would look at the, uh, the numbers and I would say, here's where I would consider paying somebody. I would do a three year deal. Like I would give you a three year deal. Like. We, we talked about the guardians of pitching like they are operating on six year deals. Guardians are never gonna sign nobody after they they get they're done or leave or they'll go to arbitration a few times. But when it's when the rubber hits the road, they are going to be getting young guys who are going to pitch six years and then they'll go off and if you make they the become superstars th- right. they're out done. of the guardians. Right. Range. It, yes. So for running backs, if it was Same me thing. running backs, I'm like, okay, I'll give you if you if you get to 2425. Yeah. I'll get, a, I'll get you a three-year deal, maybe, and get you to do do something with you. But that would only be contingent on how many yards per carry um, that, that you average, how many people you can make miss, because I, I value the fact that, guess what, we might be in, in wide receiver sets where they got to have more DBs, and if you can make one guy miss, yeah. you can go for longer yards. Or – if they have home run hitting ability, a guy that if he if he a game breaker a game yeah. breaker if he turns five into forty or yeah. those forty yard carries, you're not touching them as touchdowns because what I value is I don't like my guys getting tackled inside the goal line. I right. want when this is supposed to be a touchdown, I want seven because right. I don't yeah. want to take other snaps. Well, so can field goals Think about
0: yeah. this, guys. I think this sums up the whole thing. How often do you have a quarterback come out of nowhere and be great? Happened with Brock Purdy last year. But that's very rare. Kurt Warner. Even at wide receiver, it doesn't happen that often. Most of the wide receivers that great, even if it takes a year or two, are guys that were highly drafted or at least second and third round picks. They don't come completely out of nowhere. Same thing with pass rushers. At running back, there's guys that come out of nowhere, late draft picks,
2: undrafted players, all the time. Kareem Hunt came from nowhere. Well, he was a high pick. Played at Toledo, though. No. Well, oh uh, yeah. I mean, and okay. I don't think but he was that He was high a third pick. round pick. Yeah, that's not a high right. pick to but me. But I'm a high saying, pick is
0: a first or a second round. But I'm dude. talking about there's running backs drafted fifth, sixth, seventh round, undrafted yeah. Yeah. all the time that all that after that become good because they get opportunity. Well, Walter and Payton just, played
2: college football where?
0: I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. Came Jackson,
3: out of nowhere. Jackson
2: State came out of nowhere.
3: Yeah. I, now I'm, It happens way more at that now, position than any other position. Now, if I have a team that has a quarterback that is that is legit and there's a guy coming out of college that is a monster, that's a home run hitter, I'll draft him in the first round or the second round and the reason I'll do it is because your team is already set up. And you can, you well, can take... Well, that's different because you're not spending he, huge money on that And you can guy. take advantage of but, his prime years. Really, but then I'm you, letting him go after that really, first country. It's,
2: it's all about roster management. Yep. That That's what... It, at the end of the day, you're allocated so many dollars. And the teams that reward running backs with too many of those allotted dollars right. are in spots at other positions. right, And they don't win. And it's amazing to me how that position has been devalued. My young football years were the 70s. And I look back at the OJ Simpsons. Oh, sure. And the Tony Dorsets, Earl Campbell. And the Franco's yeah. And the Campbell's. Those are yes. the guys that drove the league. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. the guys, by the way, Franco Harris in Pittsburgh led them to four championships. Right. Those teams that were all-time great were oftentimes, Terry Bradshaw, look at his numbers. Yeah, they suck. Terry Bradshaw would be cut today. He threw about half yeah. of his... It's a
0: different game, in fairness. It's a different fairness, game, I understand yes. that, but... Joe Namath's numbers aren't that how good either. look the game has
2: been... No, they're not. Yeah. Look at how the game has, over the from the 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. and into the 20s, it, it has completely changed how we
3: value that position. No doubt. And it, if you overpay at that position, you're going to pay for it later. There's a couple of other positions that have... Like, the game changes, and you just watch the way people view, uh, view different positions. At once a point in time, receivers position, you don't draft a receiver in the first. It was almost like running backs. Why would you draft one of those guys? But now you're throwing a ball Now having that elite wide receiver is huge. It's huge. Offensive linemen, remember when they used to say.
4: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: You draft the offensive lineman in the first round every year. Get your left tackle. You don't think get, about it for 10 years. 10 years. Nah, that's not the case you know. no more because guess what? You can't hit a quarterback. You can't hit him low. You can't hit him high. The, the, the ball is coming out quicker because you can't hold the guys. So if you got an elite quarterback like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow showed us you can get all the way to the Super Bowl. If you got a good enough quarterback and you ain't got to have a great play caller or a crazy offensive line. If you get a ball, if you get rid of the ball quickly, and you have home run hitters at receiver, it showed you a new way of doing it. You don't have to pay your your left tackle all this crazy money.
2: Another position that has become valued more is tight end. Yep, tight end. You, I mean, right outside of Ozzy Newsome, in in the '70s and '80s. Yeah. You didn't even really know the tight end. He was mostly blocking. Yeah. White Clark. Occasionally, he yeah. would catch Maybe. a ball. Occasionally. Yeah. Right, but no. It was now, a- at, I think Belichick is the guy that really turned tight ends into field stretchers and game yeah. changers. But now, no, yeah. look at the impact. I think the best pass catcher in football right now is a tight end. Yes. Oh, and I, I would I, say Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's right there. And he's the guy I want my quarterback throwing the ball to the most.
3: It's cyclical. The way you play the game yeah. changes the way everybody and views people. Linebackers sure. devalued a position that's gone way up in value, the slot corner. Yeah, <laughs> That's gone and up that's in value. Not,
2: that's a fact. And because because it's like are a starter throwing. now. Teams yeah. are throwing we so tell
3: Greg Newsome, calm down. They probably yeah. came in and said, hey, Greg, uh, we've already forecasted this. Don't worry. You're a slot guy. It does. Yeah. Like, Trust me. Slot guys will end up getting guys paid get a lot get, yeah, more. Yeah, they the don't still
2: behind pay-wise,
0: yeah. but they're valued. They'll catch up. There's no doubt. Yeah, they'll catch up.
2: All right, um, we're going to turn the page. Do you want to do a reset? I know we're not quite at the top of the hour. Do you want to do any of the Yeah, we'll, business we'll do a list? little reset,
1: though. Reminding okay. people, we're four minutes away from noon, but it's also going on as we speak, and that's the Call It Companies Championship. Today, round two yeah. of the Call It Companies Championship is going on at the famous Firestone Country Club. If you have not checked it out, what are you waiting for? There are primetime seats available for this weekend. The weather's supposed to be gorgeous, and. That course is literally picturesque, oh, beautiful. absolutely beautiful. If you want to get outside, be in some sun, head down to Akron and check out the Colley Company's championship. It's a great leaderboard, by the way. Weekend. I mean, it's names it that is. everybody
2: will recognize. This is one of the five majors for the, uh, for the seniors tour.
3: Hey, I'll tell you what, Jay, Jay booked the internet when he was on. Oh my god, yeah, oh, oh, no, it, no the, no jay broke don't no, page broke page broke the internet yeah, jay didn't jay,
0: <laughs> jay just Stood there. And asked what? I had never heard of her before but <laughs> oh, really I'd never heard of her no before. no my, Wow, I, well, I've heard of her now yeah, my yeah, mom heard of her else. now
3: my mom Googled, Googled her and she was like who is that girl on ultimate cleavage? What was that woman? <laughs> I said, oh, well, she, she, she I gotta find out what it is. I said mom. No, no, no listen she was like, "Was she allowed wearing that?" I said, "No, no, my Mom. That's her deal. That's that's what she yeah. that's does. That's her uniform. That's her uniform." She was like,
2: "What?" Guys, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I've been going to golf tournaments my whole life. I've covered them for yeah. years. I've never, and, and that includes Muirfield when Tiger Woods played the first Memorial. I I, I walked the whole first mm-hmm. round of the mm-hmm. Memorial with him. Yeah, and there were crowds, and there were oogle, you know, uh, you know, people uh, ooing and on and ogling him the whole time. I've never seen heads turn on a golf course. <laughs> Like Paige sporanic and 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 I'm telling you, when My Tiger mom walks had through the course, everybody that's within earshot knows yeah. where he is. When she's walking through the course, everybody stops what they're doing and they just they're just watching her. Yeah, she, it's it's a phenomenon
3: like I've never seen before. She was 15 minutes looking down the internet, 15 minutes on Instagram. Yeah, the rabbit hole. Yeah, I said, so I told you they know he did that like shit. like, yeah. I said, oh no, she's a uh, she's a uh, very famous. She has all kind like, and they pay her well because she's worth it. The return on investment is yeah. crazy. She's become
2: the Kim Kardashian of that space, of the golf social space. <laughs> if she promotes your product, she's yeah. getting six figures to do yeah. it. Crazy. Whether it's a tweet or an appearance, crazy. she's an empire. She That's shows amazing. up and she's getting bank everywhere she That's goes. Amazing. Speaking
4: of it empires. She's totally rich for amazing.
3: being super hot. I love <laughs> America. Yeah. Speaking of empires. That's, America.
4: America. That's amazing. amazing. And- hey, Prime members.